Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now, your host, James Swanson. All right, it's time to put a stamp on the wide receivers. Four more for tonight Antonio Gandy Golden out of Liberty, Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin, and Van Jefferson out of Florida. So in total, we had 16 guys that we took a deep look at. Um, it's just me on the podcast tonight, but Pat is going to be back with me to do to reveal our rankings podcast. So don't don't miss out on that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk running back rankings and wide receiver rankings in one podcast before we talk about the quarterbacks and the tight ends. So um, again, deep class, a lot of running backs that we I think we took a look at uh, 11 running backs in total and 16 wide receivers. In total, so again, we've talked about this a lot. It's just that there's so many guys in comparison to what we looked at last year, uh, who we feel you know are going to make an impact at the next level. Now, while we are a little unsure of if there's any um, you know just home runs in this draft, I don't know if there's a Julio Jones or an AJ Green or anybody like that, um, but there are certainly some guys, you know, Jer- Jerry Judy and CD Lamb who are going to be wide receiver ones. Uh, but there's a there's a whole slew of other players here who are going to make an impact too, and I think even when we get down to this this far down the list, right, with the four the four receivers I'm going to talk about in this podcast, all of these guys have a chance to make an impact. So this is not just necessarily digging. Um, I will tell you about maybe a guy or two who I think you might want to avoid, uh, but. Certainly, these players still have a chance to get drafted, to make rosters, to to make contributions at the next level, and potentially make a contribution uh, to your dynasty squad. So, let's uh, let's start with Antonio Gandy Golden out of Liberty, a guy who I don't know if he's really under the radar at this point. I think he's he's you know shown up in uh, a lot of forms that we've kind of seen, and he was at the combine. Big guy, right? 6'4", 223 pounds. If you've watched the highlight film, it's the best highlight film uh, probably out there just based on all of the highlight reel catches that he makes. Uh, You know, played against quite a bit of competition that you would expect, not up to the level that we see from guys who are playing at the the Power 5 conference, uh, you know, the Power 5 conferences. But he puts it all together on tape when you look at – yeah, you know, just some of the things that that he does that make you go, "Wow, he does those things, right?" 79 catches, almost 1400 yards and 10 touchdowns in 2019. Um so again, a big part of the offense, 30% of teams overall re- receptions, 30 38% of his team's yards. Some of the combine results, 9 and 5 eighths inch hands, 31 and 3 quarter inch arms. 40 was 46, pretty good for a, for a 64 guy and the bench at 22 reps. Um Look, he's a guy who I think looking at some of the strengths, I think he tracks the deep ball well. A lot of spectacular catches, uh, one-handed catches along the sideline. I think he's got some of the some of the best um, just you know hand-eye coordination in this draft in terms of tracking the ball, uh, knowing where the boundary is, making spectacular catches along the boundary, and you know really shielding off defenders, corners that really when the ball's in the air they have no chance. A lot of the guys that he's going to, but again, these are corners that are not up to snuff of, um, you know, your Derek Stingley's of the world. So he's able to have an advantage. And I'll be honest with you. I think that all of the things that I that make you go wow on tape about Antonio Gandy-Golden, this is one of the first guys I've looked at where I said, 
he's not going to he's not going to contribute at the next level. And I know I just got done saying that a lot of these deeper guys will. This is the one that I believe that that people think he's a nice dart throw. Um if you want to take a stab at him in I don't know the 8th round, 7th 8th round of your your dynasty draft fine. Uh but I don't believe sitting here right now that he's going to make a roster. Um I I do think he'll be a cut. I don't know if he'll get drafted might be a sixth or seventh round guy next week at the NFL draft, which, uh, wow, I, I can't believe we're a week away from the NFL draft. I almost forgot to mention that. That's unbelievable. It's it's great. With everything that's going on, I think it's it's kind of nice to have a little bit of something to look forward to that's positive in the sports world. So I uh, can't wait for that. But yeah, Antonio Gainey-Gold, not a guy that I'm going to be looking at. Um, I just think there's not enough in terms of explosiveness, in terms of separation off the line of scrimmage, e- e- even against you know, some of the weaker competition that he went up against. Um, now, look, if he's a guy you better wrap up. I think he showed on tape that he routinely drags defenders, breaks arm tackles after the catch. So he's not um, an easy out when it comes to taking this guy to the ground or when the ball's in the air, he's going to make a lot of nice catches. Um, but I think there's so many other facets to playing the wide receiver position that he doesn't do. Um, he's going to be a no for me. And, and again, I, I don't foresee him... Uh, making a roster down the line. Um, now, Tyler Johnson, number two, let's shift gears here to a player who also had a ton of production, Not, but this is a guy who isn't necessarily going to wow you when we talk about you know the physical traits, right? Minnesota had a huge year throwing the football. Um, you know, Kirk Shiraka and that offense, they, I mean, they did a lot of really, really, really good things, <clears throat> and they had the... Uh, um, you know, quite a bit going on in the passing game, and um, Tyler Johnson was a huge, you know, beneficiary of that. Um, so let's take a look at some of the combine results first. Now he wasn't a guy who who competed there. Um, now he did check in with nine inch hands, thirty and a seventh eighth inch arms, pretty short actually, barely longer than KJ Hamler there, six one two oh six. The big thing here is he didn't compete in any college showcase games, um, didn't compete at the Combine itself, so we don't have a lot to go off of unless you really looked at the film, the highlights, and and broke down. I mean, what he did on tape at Minnesota, there isn't a lot to go off of here. Um, 86 catches, over 1,300 yards, and 13 touchdowns. He had, I think, back-to-back years of double-digit touchdowns, if I remember correctly. Uh, I'll have to check that. But um, if you want a guy who just has a knack for making big catches, big plays after the catch, um, this is your guy. Now, again, he's not going to wow you in terms of speed, quickness, um, anything of that sort. (laughs) He's not going to blow you away, but he just has a knack for getting things done and making plays on the field. Um, I thought he did play a little bit longer than what he measured in at. Um, look, he high points the ball extremely well, wins a lot of 50-50 balls. We've talked about that a lot with other receivers, guys who don't necessarily win those jump balls and, and, and come away with those you know 50-50 per se. Um, he does that, and I think he can win in a few ways. I thought you know fade routes, especially working in the red area in general, is something that he is um, you know very, very good at. I thought that he played well into what Minnesota wanted to do. You know, they run a lot of those backside slants and off of play action and the RPO game and all that kind of stuff. A lot of in cutting routes. You know, he's going to catch a lot of uh, deep digs and then do stuff after the catch. Like he did a lot of that, um, which which you like. But you know, there's a lot of space to run too. Um, 
I'm interested to see how his game translates to the next level. But I, you can't overlook the production, and he did a lot of really good things in college. Um, I'm just, I'm interested to see if that athletic profile or a little bit lack of holds him back at all. Um, I do think he's a later round guy, but I would much rather take a chance at Tyler Johnson than I would at Antonio Gandy Golden. So that's kind of where I sit on him is I think you can take a stab at Tyler Johnson and there's a chance, there's a chance that he could be a, you know, a wide receiver three, wide receiver four down the line for you. Okay, on to number three. And one of one of the guys that when we talk about late uh, you know, conversations here in the wide receiver group, I liked this guy's film, you know, maybe the most. And that's Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin. Um, I'm a Big Ten fan. I got to see some of him in college. Uh, but really, when you put on the tape, you see a lot of things that check the boxes here. And one of the biggest things is just physicality. This is the most physical receiver in the class, I believe, um, at least in my opinion. I think that he is now a lot of people are going to look at the combine time and look at the four seven plus time and and think okay he doesn't have the speed the athleticism to to beat corners to create separation but I'm going to tell you right now I think he plays faster than what that time would indicate so don't solely go off of that I think Quintez Cephas has what it takes um from an from an athletic profile uh to win he can sky he can hang in the air he can you know, make contested catches down the boundary. Um, he's, again, very physical. If you just look at the Rose Bowl game and see some of the catches that he made in traffic, there was one down the sideline. It was right at the pylon. I think it was in the first half um, down the left side. And I don't know if he got a foot in. I don't think he did. I think they <clears throat> had said he didn't get a foot in. But it was it was just incredible, the amount of concentration, the amount of physicality to work through the corner. And make the it was a spectacular catch, and those are the sorts of things that he does. I mean, he is that physical. He is that much um, of a bull, you know, really on the outside. So I think he presents a lot of issues for corners, for defensive backs. Um, I mean, just look at Ohio State's corners and what they said. I, I think that they said he was the toughest guy that they had to go up against, and we're talking about you know, Akuda um, and um, their other corner. It's slipping my my mind right now um but I mean they they Damon Arnett that's it and you know they had said that he was one of if not the toughest receiver that they had went up against so that says a lot to Quintez Cephas's uh game in general um love this guy and in how versatile he is you know he can really line up all over the field Wisconsin used him in a number of ways outside again, along the boundary, but also in the slot. Uh, they used him in the slot quite a bit. I think he can work the middle of the field well. I love that. I love the versatility that he um, that he showcases on tape, and I think you can use him in a number of different ways at the next level too. Again, tracks the ball well in the air. I think we saw that show up on tape quite a bit. And again, just physical as any receiver in this class. I think both in the run game and working through defensive backs to get open, there's nobody who does it better here. I think he's built like an NFL-ready prospect. Uh, out of anybody that I've seen so far, he looks the part. He looks the part, and I'm excited to see what he can show at the next level because, again, I don't I don't necessarily think he's going to be a second or third-round pick, but I think in the fifth round, maybe sixth round, who knows, maybe even goes undrafted. But w- we don't know how these things are going to shake out. You know, I, I think he has a ch- real, real chance to make an impact at the next level, and I think he's going to surprise some people. So if you want somebody late, 
who, you know, other people aren't taking a chance. This is the guy. This is the guy you want to keep an eye on, Quintez Cephas. I'm telling you, he's going to make he's going to make his mark at the next level. There's no question in my mind. Um, now, I think the only kind of weaknesses that I wrote, and I already mentioned this, was, you know, that 4-7 plus time at the Combine. Um, not good. I think it is pro day. He ran somewhere in the four fives, if I recall correctly. Well, it's not a true pro day right now with everything going on. Um, but, but he had clocked a, uh, I think it was in the four five range, uh, during that workout. Um, now we haven't seen many receivers at that four, seven plus level be successful at the next level. So the track record doesn't necessarily bode well for him. Um, but I'm telling you, I think he has a chance to, to, to kind of prove that narrative wrong. All right, and let's look at the fourth guy, fourth and final, and uh, this is going to officially wrap up our wide receiver rankings, which it feels like we've been going at this for so long because, again, we we just had uh, uh, so many guys to look at, and I think we even could could go even deeper with this. There are a couple other uh, players as well who who made an impact and I think are going to get a shot uh, at the next level. But let's talk Van Jefferson out of Florida, and... If you want a true technician, a guy who route running um, some of the best in the class, and he is going to come in, I think, day one and impress some people at the next level of just how smooth he is, Van Jefferson is certainly your guy. Now, he spent his first three seasons at Old Miss, came over to Florida in 2018, very, very consistent, Thirty-five, between 35 and 49 receptions in each of his four seasons of uh, consistent playing time. 2019, 49 catches, over 650 yards and six touchdowns. A um, lot of things on tape that you like. Again, going back to that technician label, I think he does some things really well in press man. Quick feet, gets off gets off line of scrimmage, beats press man pretty consistently. I thought he chopped his feet and sunk his hips really quickly at the top of some of his routes, especially on those curls and hooks. Very, very smooth. Just, just very, very smooth in terms of his transition of getting in and out of breaks. Um, really has kind of this nasty dead leg technique. It's not quite like Jerry Judy. Not, I don't want to say it's on that level because I haven't seen anything like that. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So if you want to run some whips with him, some different things, uh, he has the ability to, you know, work those short and intermediate routes and get in and out of breaks very quickly and make some defenders look pretty bad in in terms of getting their shoulders turned the wrong way and, and then creating separation. So he's very good at that. He's one of the better ones in this class. Um. Again, technique is just, in general, his bread and butter. And I think he's going to win a lot of those those short to intermediate routes with that above-average route running. Now, I also love that this is a guy who does not get bothered by tight coverage or cornerbacks being draped all over him. He makes a ton of con- contested catches around the goal line um, in big spots. You know, he's he is not phased by that. And I don't think we saw that from all of the receivers in this class. That was something that bothered us about a few guys was, um, you know, making those contested tough catches. Van Jefferson is somebody who I think does that pretty well. Um, Again, I mentioned kind of uh, the ability to really get corners turned the wrong way. He's really, really good at that. Like getting their shoulders turned to the outside, especially, and then beating them back inside on an in-cutting route, you know, slants, ins, things like that. Uh, he's really, really good at that. Um, he makes a living off of that, and and he did that against Derek Stingley a bunch in that LSU game. 
uh, that's the other thing. You know, playing at Florida, a lot of good competition. I thought he played extremely, extremely well against LSU and Derek Stingley. Put on that tape if you have a chance and check that out because he does some really special things uh, in terms of, of beating that coverage. And, and we know all know how good you know Derek Stingley was in his freshman year at LSU. Um, speaking of that game, eight catches, 73 yards, and two touchdowns and, and had a lot of ex- success in that game lined up against Stingley. Now, when we talk about the other side of this, the other side of the coin and the weaknesses that I saw on Van Jefferson's tape that I believe make him no more than a wide receiver three, I think that his floor is safer than any of the guys that I named so far, maybe outside of Cephas. I'm pretty high on Cephas. I I do actually do think he has a nice floor. Um, But Van Jefferson is very safe because of a lot of things that I already mentioned in his technique and his route running specifically. But if we want to talk about some of the things he doesn't do well, you know, there isn't anything terribly exciting, right? In terms of production, it's it nothing blew you off the off the uh, map. Never had more than fifty catches in a season. Um, was never a true focal point in the offense, and doesn't have a ton of production to show for it. So, those guys always worry me a little bit when we talk about Henry Ruggs. That was kind of the same way. Uh, but Van Jefferson is never going to be that player who is going to consistently give you you know, wide receiver two numbers even. I think his floor is a wide receiver three at the next level, so just kind of keep that in mind. Um, there isn't a, a ton of ceiling there with him. But, I again, I do think he's safe. I think he's going to get drafted. I think he's going to make an impact with an NFL team, and I think he's going to stick around because of the, some of the things, you know, from a uh, technique standpoint and just how much of a, I think, a pro he's going to be. He's, he's really going to be a kind of, a, I guess I should say a, um, you know, a pro receiver right off the bat. He he already has that mold to his game. So I think that's going to lend well for him, but the ceiling is capped a bit. So that pretty much wraps up those four guys. I'm at about, I'm not even at 20 minutes. So that was pretty, pretty quick for the, the, the final four receivers. But I think the big thing to take away here, Quintez Cephas, this is a guy who's going to show up for you. I, I do believe he's going to make an impact in the next level. I think he's got a ceiling, or I think he's got a, a lot of upside. Um, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to sit here today and say he's a wide receiver one down the road or uh, you know, even a high wide receiver two, but I'm telling you he's going to make an impact, and I think he, he should be somebody you tab in your drafts. And Van Jefferson is the safe play here. Um, the other two guys, Antonio Gandy-Golden, stay away from. Um, and Tyler Johnson, look, you can't ignore the production that he had at Minnesota, but I do think there are some shortcomings in his game that, that are going to prevent him from being a big time, uh, prospect and a big time player down the road. I, I do think he could stick around, but I would much rather have Cephas, uh, and Van Jefferson in this instance. Okay, so that does it for the wide receivers. We're going to do wide receiver running back rankings here. Uh, I think we're actually going to record this. I'm recording this on Sunday night, April 19th. I think we're actually going to try to get the rankings episode recorded here too. Uh, so double dose. Check out for, Look out for those two episodes, and um, I think that about wraps it up. We'll talk to you next time on Pat's Stats. Bye-bye.